Welcome to Our Imperfect Life, the podcast addressing the unscripted reality of daily life. Now, here are your hosts, Rob and Patricia. Well, hello there. My name is Rob. And I'm Patricia. Welcome again to another edition of Our Imperfect Life. With friends. And this is pretty much the uh, the wrap-up of the end, friends, at least for right now, right, Patricia? Yeah, well, with Maria, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the part four of our uh, ongoing uh, series here on food, which really isn't about food. No, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's food freedom. I mean, we you can always hear that. Like, it's, well, it's really not about the food. But, I mean, if you get deep into it, as we have over these, these four sessions that we've had with uh, Maria... It isn't. Yeah, it's so interesting how you think that, you know, a weight issue or like an issue with eating too much food has zero to do with the actual food and more about what we discussed with Maria, which is our thoughts and how we have innate wisdom. So without further ado, it's time to get to Maria and part four. Well, we are in part four, I guess, of our interview with Maria here. So welcome again, Maria, to the podcast. Thank you so much. I I feel like we have to keep it going after like part four. I'm looking forward to this every week, like getting (laughs) caught up on what's going on. I know we are too. (laughs) We'll have a side one. We Yeah. And we'll also do follow-ups. I think that's important too, for the Mm -hmm. listeners. So that's going to be great too. Yeah. Yeah, If you're absolutely. Okay, good. And before we just hopped on here, we had like a two minute conversation about how, how we have simplified life. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious if we continue on to that conversation and just check in to see how life has looked this past week. Sure. Yeah. What do you want? You want to say something, Rob? You go first. I'll go first. Let's see. Well, um, (laughs) I kind of um, made a schedule, which is nice of like things I wanted to accomplish. I did a lot more. It was like a lot busier doing the things I enjoy, even though it might not seem like it's enjoyable to others, but I truly enjoy housekeeping. (laughs) I love to declutter. Like I, I say that's, I have said that before, but I truly love to declutter and like make things like projects, like better. And so, so making a schedule, making a menu, like the housekeeping part of everything I really enjoyed, um, you know, fitting in a little bit of, um, meditation, sitting outside after dinner and just enjoying the sun as it's setting was really lovely. Um, it was blazing hot, but I didn't really care. It was just, it was just nice. And um, yeah, like just re- reading through a magazine, which I hadn't done in so long. Visiting with friends has been nice just to relax. And yeah, it's been good. And like cooking and baking more things and actually eating what I baked. Um, yeah, because that was something that I wouldn't normally do. Like if I, I made a, like a blueberry cake and I was like, I wouldn't normally eat that. And I, we made a banana cake cause we had some bananas going South and, um, actually ate that, like had a piece of that. And so that I didn't realize that's like something that I hadn't done. I, I'm curious. Did you have a lot of thinking about the blueberry cake and the banana? I felt free to do it. I felt free to make it. And I felt free to, without reason to eat it. Like it didn't need to be a celebration. It just was a regular day. And I think that was really, really cool. And then we actually went to a party this weekend and enjoyed, I enjoyed everything that I wanted. And it was like, it was nice to, to not really put thought around it. Like I had the peanut butter pie and I shared it with a friend and, you know, and that was sufficient and it was delicious and it was just enjoyable and got up and, you know, went back out to the pool and, and had a good time. So it wasn't, there wasn't much tied to it or the next day I didn't feel like I needed to starve myself or you had too many carbs the day before. And, you know, like looking at what I ate that day, even, you know, was, that was, that was something different. And, and another thing was, you know, there was some stress this week that, you know, normal, probably normal people stress. Um, but, but that would be a time where I did go to the refrigerator and I did open it and I kind of stood there and I'm like nothing in here is going to satisfy it. And I think that's a really nice meme in the past, like where what you're looking for isn't in the fridge, but legitimately what I was looking for was not in the fridge. Like, so it it was a different feeling than having it be more forced 
you know, and having like my go-to, my, my big thing was cheese and crackers and like having that in the house and not really turning to that, you know, a friend even brought over cookies and not, not like just having like a cup of tea and not, you know, thinking, well, I have to have that cookie or I'm not going to have that cookie. I just put sugar in my tea and I'm not, you know, like not a lot of thought, not, not a whole heck of a lot now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) but not, not a lot at the time. So Patricia, I'm just curious what's showing up with, for you about this week, because you have gone through a big transition, a lot of uncertainty. And when we, when we go through transition, Mm -hmm. our bodies are like, Hey, I like homeostasis and like stability. And like, I want, I want to know all the answers. That's just what a habitual mind does and a habitual brain does, right? Cause it's whole purpose is to keep us in homeostasis so that it, our fish suits walk around. Right. Right. <laughs> and yet what I hear is less thinking yeah. more in the moment. Yeah. More I've, presence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Definitely not what it would have been in the past. If I had gone through the same thing in the past, um, I would have said F it basically. And just like ate my way through it, um, you know, purchased like chips and fast food and like, just like I'm hurt. So I'm going to keep hurting. Yeah. And I just what I needed. And I I just felt like I, it's hard to explain it, but what I needed wasn't going to be solved with food. It just wasn't. And it wasn't in, and it's a different feeling too, because I feel like the change that I did make is so significant in my stress level that that's like a lot lower, like two. So it's like, I don't really need, need anything, you know, but I, and like enjoying it and not, but not guilty, like enjoying it, but not binging on it or gorging it or like thinking it's going to be the last time I ever have it again. Would you say that that is true of most of those things that you did this week? So not going to any extreme with anything. So it wasn't about being of service to other people and not of yourself of service to yourself and not other people. Like I hear more Mm -hmm. of a balance in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just my perception. Yeah, no, I mean, in the past, I would have been even like the party, for example, like I would have been like having to be in the center of where everybody was talking. And like, I kind of just didn't like, I kind of like, I'm like, you know what? I'm enjoying sitting in like the dining room right now. And just everybody was coming in and eating and everybody was having conversations that way. And I was enjoying that part. And then even when I went outside, like, I didn't feel like I needed to be like, Hey, what's going on? What am I missing? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I felt like I was just talking to people because I wanted to. And, you know, I felt, I felt like I belonged, but I felt like I belonged to me more so than having it to be outside of me. You know, it was more like I was myself and it feels, it feels good to be myself. And like myself is like, kind of doesn't need to be the one that's like telling all the jokes and being so funny and all that stuff. Cause I thought that that was how people liked me in the past, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel that like now, like I felt like, no, I was just enjoying it. And like, we, we left, we were like, (laughs) we put the fiddle in the box. We were like the last people to leave, you know, one of the last groups and you know, we were trying to drag our social butterfly out of the place, <laughs> you know, but it was like, so nice that like, it was like, kind of, I tried for like five hours to get her out, but I was kind of like, you know what? I, I'm still having a good time. It was, I didn't want to escape anyway. You know, it was really nice. And I felt like really natural. And <clears throat> this group of people are like friends forever, like 40 years, I'd say, um, wow. since like first grade, second grade, a lot of them. And, um, it's really the first time in a many, many, many years that I felt comfortable and it had nothing to do, never had anything to do with them. It was always how I felt. And if I had to, like I said, put on a show or not be me. So yeah, that was definitely different. And, um, there was a balance, like where there was some rest this week too, where I was like looking at, and I'm trying to like, go, go, go. And I was doing some things around the house and 
I was like, you know what, what do you like right now? Like I need to just rest. And I like kind of sat down and I was like, um, Christina Britton, we had her on our podcast and, um, I was coloring in the book. Like I was like, I grabbed all the crayons and, and I'm just coloring. And I'm like, this was so different. And it was like 20 minutes of just nothing. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, like, I guess you don't notice it until somebody asks, you know, you don't really know, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you're seeing that. Okay. And so we'll, we'll, if you're okay with it, are, are we okay just to check in with Rob? And then I have some other questions, but we'll do. Oh, Rob's. oh well, why Rob's here. I didn't know that. Hi, honey. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 it was an interesting week for me. A lot of it was thought based, not necessarily around food either. Mm. Uh, it, it really hasn't been. The food thing seems to be okay. It's just different thoughts that I've had and, I've had this chronic tooth issue in the back that I've been trying to get taken care of and usually put myself at the end of the path always. And so now I'm just trying to work my way through that, but um, eventually the dentist will come back from vacation. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not, it's not a major, not a severe pain, but, but it got me thinking. And, And I guess that's what we've talked about too, is one thought will then trigger another thought, which triggers another thought. So then it's like, well, why have I not taken care of myself as, as well as I should? Uh, why, why am I allowing this to like uh, cause problems for me? And then I also had to go for blood work this past week. And so they did that. And there were things that were very good and that weren't bad. Um, and there were other things were, you know, a little bit have to be improved. Overall, we went to the party and... <laughs> And I'm not beating myself up as badly as I would, but it was yeah. like, well, I gained back the five of the seven pounds that I had <laughs> from the last time from that party, but um, we had a real good time. <laughs> so you were like every other human who goes to the party and indulges on the food. I guess so. Yeah. Isn't that, that's, I just need to take a pause on that though. Do you hear what she's saying? Like, mm-hmm. like really every other human being, do you yeah. know that like, and I'm just thinking of people that were there, they like, I don't know if they have weight issues, but because it's something we don't talk about. What if they get on the scale and gain five pounds and they just like, oh, whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, I think that's interesting. I, I just, I don't know what I'm saying kind of, but I just think it's interesting that you brought that up, Maria, like every other human. No, but I think you're bang, you're bang on Patricia. Like if I, if we look at this from just a human experience, even my dogs indulge at the party, like literally even the dogs indulge at the party. <laughs> Sure. Somebody drops the food on the floor. Mm -hmm. What differentiates us who can sometimes look at the food from other people who absolutely no thinking about the food at the party or the scale or any of that stuff? Like what's different? They don't think about it. (laughs) I guess. What can I ask though a question? Like what what was your need to get on this scale? The need was just, I was just checking. You were checking. Just I think same. that's, yeah. Do you like to torture yourself? No, but, <laughs> but now that I bought the scale, I, you know, I'd like to use it a little bit sometimes, but not necessarily every single day and every single hour of the day. Yeah. But you buy screwdrivers and you only use them when you need them. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I just don't see that. Like, I don't know. Like, it just bothers me that you, and then you think about it and then you're like, I gained five pounds. So now I'm not going to eat but I didn't beat myself up like I normally would. What would you have normally done? Oh, I would be in like some deep, like just low for the whole week. And turn to like shakes and yeah, like only water and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still at that point where I have that. If I want something to eat, I'll have it. Or if somebody offers it, yeah, I'll have it or no, I'm okay. Um, I've done a lot of water this week just because I just wanted to do that. I guess that's okay. So Rob, if I'm hearing you correctly, I mean, there's every week, every day of our lives, there's things that show up and we go through a human experience and there are points in time of our life where we have additional energy, some extra thinking, stuff happens, some weeks it's a bit more than others. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if, if any of this resonates with you, but I'm hearing this week that literally the world is showing you that you know, it's like pulling teeth to prioritize you here with the dentist. Yeah, I guess, you know, 
And there's some thinking about the blood work. And then there's some thinking about the party. And I'm wondering if any, if it's really about any one of those things, if it's really, if measuring yourself on a scale was a result of the party or just as a result of a lot of things going through you this week. I'd say probably the latter of that hmm. is with a combination of at least one or two or maybe all pieces of that. And isn't it funny though, how our brain will go, okay, but we'll go on the scale and we'll relate it to the food, but then like, forget the fact that my tooth is obsessed or whatever's happening with it. And my dentist is on the on holidays and I really need to start prioritizing myself more. Mm. It somehow filters that part of the story out. Can you say more on that? Only because I'm a little like confused. Well, where you agree, like where, so what if when we, when we sometimes get into habitual behaviors, Mm-hmm. Like maybe jumping on the scale when we when we feel that we need to. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's often because we have a lot of energy that's going through us. And it's not always about the weight or the food. It can be about a myriad of different things that are happening in life. And it just shows up in our habitual routine. So it might show up in a need to weigh yourself. It might show up in a need to go on Amazon and buy something. It might show up in a need to bake something and then not allow yourself to have the, the cookie or the cake. Okay. It might show up in a lot of the habitual needs that we have. And so we stare at the, what we feel like is A plus B equals C, which is I went to a party like every other human being and ate party food, like every other human being and the animals around. Mm-hmm. And then that equals this thing, which is probably just water weight for, you know, which we could argue a bunch of the sure. validity of that scale. But let me look in this direction because in my, from my habitual mind, from a reasoning logic, which is all logical anyway, it's an easy pattern. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing is there's lots actually that happened this week. There's lots of other things to look at, like how do I start to serve myself so I don't need to go put myself in these situations necessarily innocently? Mm-hmm. And does the scale really matter in that instance? Or is it just an attempt of your mind to focus? to look in a different direction when it's feeling a bunch of energy innocently. To me, I think it's almost or so. I think it comes down to the fact that I'm looking for a win, maybe, <laughs> with with all the things going on. And of course, wah, 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 it's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to always be a win, but that's what I kind of think might have been the reasoning behind that. So Rob, you've got, you've got your triangle. Mm-hmm. Is that a win? Oh, that's definitely a win. You've got the party that you got to socialize. Mm-hmm. You saw a bunch of stuff over three weeks. Yeah. You I guys are a united team showing your, like that unity comes through more and more and more and more and more in every renewed fresh moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why huh. is partying and letting loose not a win? I don't know. I guess that's just something from, from past thought and, and I guess habit innocently. Yeah. So what if it actually is a win? Like what if it's a win that you can go to a party, do the party experience like all of us do and still have choice the next day to see what you see. Don't overthink it, I guess. <laughs> basically what it comes down to. I think when we get back in that, that habit or anything that we do, that's kind of like a habitual, I call it a residue, right? Like it's a little bit of dust for the moment because we see we see a bunch of stuff and then there's some dust that sprinkles around and we just need to see a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and so when we get into that residue it's like okay well what else is happening in life right now because this habit doesn't come out until until there's something i'm not seeing sure because you're not living with that habit 24 7 it's not like it's raw it only comes out when there's some other stuff going on and it's the safest thing to come out So hop on the scale if it feels right. But as you're hopping on the scale, is the question, what's the number on the scale? Or what else is going on that I'm maybe I'm taking a bit that's just processing or I'm taking personally, or it's just kind of hanging out. What are you seeing in that though? It seems like, I mean, your eyes opened up like a little bit, like, what are you seeing? I can do it just to do it, but it doesn't necessarily 
doesn't necessarily make or break anything. And it also could be an awareness of, hey, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on right now. And based on habit, this is what you do. Yeah. I'm on the scale. Okay. I guess I need to pause. Like uh, who cares? Put, put a bandaid over the number. Who cares if you on the scale? Yeah. Now that I wow. think about this, even when I was in the work building, depending upon how the day was going, I would leave just to go get on that scale. And of course, I know the worst thing is to go during the day in the middle after you've had this or that or whatever, but but I always saw myself going to that. Mm. Now that I think about it, yeah. Rob, I I love your expressions because Trisha, like you, you know, you know your husband. Like you can see as soon as you see something, like your whole yeah. like face changes. I wish I yeah. could describe it for us. It does. It totally changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. So you walk to the scale as many times as you want to in a day. Who cares? Yeah. Still to the scale. Still a meaningless, arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. And that's just the pattern showing you. You got some thinking right now, Rob, about work, about personal, about the scale, about a bunch of things. Doesn't even really matter. There's stuff processing in the background, yeah. but and that's happening for us all the time. It's true. It, yeah, it's the computer, right? Like it's just it's on and. Maybe mm-hmm. it's on sweet mode while you go for a walk, but it's still processing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. Like, do you see anything about that number? Like, is does it does that number really matter? I guess based on on the world, it does. If I follow that way of thinking, yeah, I I don't know. It's kind of tough to. It's it's not a it's not a number I'm proud of, and and that's the thing. It seems whenever I've had any issues in the past where I've seen the number I didn't like, mm-hmm. and. It was a, and as it went down, it was like, okay, good. This is this is good. And yet that number is so disconnected to anything else in life. And what we're seeing, who we show up as, how we show up, who's mm-hmm. connected to us. It's true. And when he said that, like, as far as the number, and it was like the worth, like his worth is based on that number. It makes me cry because like, I just felt instantly when I heard you say that, like, no, I want to scream at him and say, no, that number is not everything that you are. It's nothing. It's nothing that you are. It's nothing. And it's like, it's just a number. I mean, yeah. And if we, yeah. And if we weighed him based on his worth, you couldn't weigh him. You couldn't weigh him. He wouldn't have a number because he's so, so valuable and so worth it. And so beautiful. And it just makes me so sad that, that that's what we do. We value ourselves based on a number on a scale that can change. You can get, I mean, get ill and lose a lot of weight or you, you know, you can go on like a pill and it can, you can gain a lot of weight, but you're still you and you're still mm-hmm. valuable. And it doesn't erase everything that you bring to life or what you've seen or what you've experienced or what you bring to other mm-hmm. people like it. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's just a habit walking to a scale. So if you need the habit of walking to a scale, cool. How can you put a face on it or a tongue sticking out or I don't know? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, there are there are many more things that are far more important to me than that. It's pulled as a priority as opposed to my other true priorities. So I'm I'm curious for both of you. A big theme and maybe part of the connection that you have with each other is just the amount of love and give and nurture that you both give individually and as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if you're seeing anything about the value you need to give yourself first, because that has been an ongoing theme throughout our discussion. And it's maybe the thing that we'll come and see more about. And then we have that human experience and we see less about it. And then we come to see mm-hmm. it. And then there's some dust and all that that just that experience of life happens. So what do you see about serving yourself, serving each other, serving that triangle? Mm-hmm. I like serving the triangle. I always have. Mm-hmm. My problem is I've always not served myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is I'm trying to look for a balance. Where, where does that balance? Cause I would love, I would love for you to have the balance. Where does that come from? And what help do you need to get to that? Like, what does that look like a balance? And I what I don't know yet. You don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. That's, that's fair to say. That, putting myself last has always been, that's, probably been one of my first priorities. (laughs) (laughs) So like for me too, like I say to myself, well, once everybody else is satisfied, then I can take care of myself, but everybody's not all 
going to be satisfied. Everything's not going to be done in the house. Every, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be happy like Mm -hmm. all the time. And it's like this like effort to just like, Oh, is Rob, is Rob happy? Hannah's happy. Is the house clean? Can I sit down and relax? Can I sit down and color? Can I sit down and, you know, listen to some music? I don't know. I mean, like, yes, I try, like, I've been doing that. Like I said this week, I I've been doing a little bit more of that. It didn't even, it didn't feel selfish to do it, which was good. It Mm -hmm. felt, it felt like it was needed like more. So, so like not, yeah. You're experimenting with it. Yeah. 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 So Rob, where can you experiment with it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the part I got to figure out. Like, like, I know you love, you know, your radio and station. Yeah. My, my favorite hobbies involve being sedentary. (laughs) That's one of the, but you don't want to be sedentary. No, I don't. So what's the harm in a three minute walk in the driveway? Like what, you know, if that's something you want to do, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just thinking that like, because when Rob had lost like a lot of weight at one time he started and it was like seven minutes. And like, that's to me, inspirational. Like he started at seven minutes and then he was doing like miles after a time. And like, it all starts with the first step, if that's what you want to do. And what if the, what if the opportunity is not about adding more on your plate, but it's actually about reducing what's on your plate or changing what that looks like, where, you know, as humans, we have this habit and practice of let's add more on, let's add more thinking on, let's add more things to do. Let's add more expectations. Where can we look a different direction to go? Let's see what we can take off. Well, we did that a little bit this week. You were doing laundry, Mm -hmm. which was something that I didn't have to do, which was good. Yeah. (sighs) He would normally spend like all like the weekend just doing laundry. And I'm like, let me see if while I'm at home now, like buying a little bit of time, let me see if I can do a different, you know, thing where, cause we, cause we're like, we're like the type of couple who like we split things in the house, which is nice and it's helpful. Um, but I took that, you know, and, and we do, we do, um, you know, we get our grass cut, which is nice. Yes. And I, you know, to try to free up some things from Rob, but what is the, there's like, for you, I'm noticing though, like, you know, like more of like an obsession, like not obsession, but like, got to get this song in, got to get this, you know, for the radio station. And it's like, is that fun? Is that Mm -hmm. something you enjoy? Or is that at, like Maria said, adding like to you instead? Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's both. (laughs) Well, it sounds like there's a lot of processing happening in the ground background, a lot of thinking happening in the background. And sometimes that does work. I mean, that happens for all of us as we're trying to learn and grow. Like we do get caught up in thinking. Mm -hmm. But just notice if anything in that comes to light about things that you can let go in that thinking, like what is the computer program that you can just close down and be like, I don't really need you running in the background. Like if we close down some of those computer programs, then maybe we can, we have a new app to open, which is a seven minute walk or whatever shows up for you. Right? Mm-hmm. They're all competing right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, they're all in there with a lot of thought. Some, sometimes I think that's more scary. so than others. I really like how you put that. They're competing. Yeah. Well, and that's why you're walking to the scale several times this week, right? It's not about the scale. You just had a lot of competing apps and it's like, you know, the computer kind of froze and it needed a sleep mode for a, a couple of minutes. And so you just walk to the scale and do your thing. So what if you played with closing a couple of them down? Not forever, not permanently, but for a moment, for half hour for the second that you can. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this. (laughs) Yeah. And yet this is how our habitual thinking goes, right? Because it wants to get obsessive about something so that it doesn't have to look at the other stuff because it makes sense of the, well, if I focus on this, Mm -hmm. I don't even have to notice that there's other stuff processing the back. Mm -hmm. That's right. So when we get focused on the thing that we get focused on, because we all have one or two of them, Mm -hmm. that's the reminder. Literally, That's what we mean by the alarm clock. That's the like, hey, Rob, you got like, hundred computer competing programs happen in here. Yeah. Like let's just let some of those go. Let's mm. 
let's let it go. When we can let that stuff go, then the five, the arbitrary five pounds, we can, we have more of a likelihood to see that that's just an arbitrary number that's probably water weight. When we have a lot of energy competing with, then it feels a little bit heavier because everything's feeling a bit heavier. Mm -hmm. That's true. Sometimes that stuff does, it literally will weigh you down. Mm. You don't have the capacity. Like, you know, you're like, even the apps for phones, you're at capacity. Like I am with my pictures on my phone. I need to Mm -hmm. I need to download a lot of, I need to download that, wow. you know, so you're at, yeah. I like how you put that. Cause he's a computer guy. So that really makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense for me yeah. at least too. It's funny how we don't go, Oh, well, my, my phone is broken or my computer is broken. Look at this thing. It's tapping out. It's at capacity. It's at its weight. <laughs> we're okay there. But like as a human experience, we're supposed to be different. Like we're supposed to be like this infinite number of, I don't know, take everything on. No, like we, we get the like shutdown mode too. Mm, that's nice. Well, I'm curious for all of, all of us who've ever struggled yeah. with stuff like yeah. is the scale the food the baking the measurement that 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 this yeah. is that only ever important when we have a lot of stuff processing is that what we mean by an alarm clock is that what that's showing us not that we actually need a solution or a new strategy but we actually need to do less and take less and give ourselves more forgiveness and see our humanness a little bit more versus try to strategize around our like body's way of showing us hey you're like on overdrive like you're plugging away at all cylinders here there's like steam coming out wow and how much more when you when you have less i noticed that like how much more i have and more capacity when there's less like whatever, like stepping away and not even in a, not even in like a physical way, like really like, or like disappointing people, but just I can't do that. You know, that's okay. And then it opens more up, it opens up and you have more peace. You notice that I was having this conversation the other day and I don't, not that this is true for everybody, but we were talking about how you come into life on this whole notion of things being very simplistic, right? You come into life, you need love, attention, somebody mm -hmm. to be diapers, like pretty basic stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. smile. And then, and then we mature and then we accumulate all of this physical stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we accumulate all of this energy stuff and this mental stuff and this habitual stuff. Mm -hmm. And we get to like the peak of you know, what people say the midlife crisis or whatever. <laughs> what is that? That's the, oh, the moment of I unlearn that I don't need all this stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. The metaphysical, the formless, the form. And then the uh, next part of life, we work on unlearning all this stuff and literally purging all the stuff. Not everybody, but you yes. often see later in life, we end up with very little, just like the way we started in life. Yes. Wow. And I, I kind of feel like, yeah, we get to the point where we realize all this stuff that I thought was important that like defined who I am and it's just become habitual. What if I purged that? What do we really need? And doesn't it just come back to those simplified connection, love, nurturing, play, fun, food, water? Yes. Wow. So what if all the stuff that we just stress about is kind of just showing us that yeah back to basics robert <laughs> yeah and not feeling guilty about it yeah There's is no that what the space between is like that's yeah. that that us is is really back to basics because it's formless right mm -hmm. right can i say you love decluttering i have heard I you talk with passion about decluttering <laughs> i do i was just thinking that yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm like so like and maybe this is too zoomed out but like i don't know what's the connection there yeah i'm just that's my my thing my cylinder started going on that because i do enjoy that and i think what do i want to what do i want this to it's not even aesthetically like it's just what do i need that makes my life easy like it makes my life easy but but simple simple so it's not about all of the gadgets and things like for instance like my mother even said to me the other day oh she was we were here and hannah was making the banana cake and she said well aren't you going to use your mixer and hannah <laughs> hannah actually said to her she goes that's how we build muscles in our arms. She goes, we stir. And it's like, yes, we don't like, I mean, I'm not going to get rid of my mixer, but like, what do we need the mixer for? Like, really? Like what, you know, that's, that's where you like, that's so, just such a simple thing that I just thought of. Like, you know, do we have to have like all of these clothes and all these like every album and like, you know, like, 
in our, you know, CDs and all that stuff when, oh, he's looking at me with daggers. <laughs> no daggers. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of the CDs, but I mean, I don't even, I wouldn't even touch this, but what I'm saying is like, no, we can, we can simplify it and, you know, maybe somebody else can use it and we don't need it. And they're, you know, and I'm not saying go minimalist, but so much stuff takes so much time time to clean, time to dust, time to move, time to think too, you know, especially if you have sentimental items, you're thinking so hard on them. Grandma gave me this and I feel bad and grandma will hate me. And grandma's been gone for 25 years and she's energy and your energy and you're already connected anyway. And what do you need? What do you need? Like a piece of paper that grandma wrote, you know, put it in a frame if you love it so much, put it in, a, you know, but you don't need her clothes. And, you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot to this. But I, I love it. Like in, in you're saying, like when you said midlife crisis too, I thought, yeah, we're midlife right now, the two of us and less is more, less is more in, a, in what, every way. What's the difference between grandma's heirloom and a scale? Mm. Well, probably not much, not much difference. Probably. Say more on that. Cause I'm, yeah, I, I want to hear more on this between the two of you. <laughs> well, <Say more. laughs> I mean, I've gotten to a point in life where, like you've said, a lot of it is just stuff. It's not, it's not really stuff that we need to keep because like you said, the, the memory's there, but you don't have to hold on to the item always. So I have, I've been at, at least doing that to a degree. There's certain things I just can't part with CDs being one <laughs> 45 RPM records being another <laughs> and some vinyl albums, but I have paired it down a bit but you're right it's they're only things and like we said the scale is only an arbitrary number really so it's just another item in the house is really all it is well i i just want to say like for me i want to i want to go to maria though too like what if you never weighed yourself again i don't know why that came to me like what if you never knew how much you weighed for the rest of your life i don't know i have that nosiness about me still just, i don't I know mean, why that came to me but i'm just kidding. i don't mean like never again but you know like just once in a while like only if you went to the doctor only if you went for your checkup it's usually how i used to do it <laughs> Well, what if we just didn't put any rules around it? Sometimes it might show up and sometimes it might not. Mm -hmm. But does, does, does our holding on to grandma's memorabilia stuff indicate anything about our relationship, bond, connection with grandma, our memory with grandma, the value of grandma, the value of me? No. Oh. That's why you usually see large dumpsters in many cases. <laughs> outside houses yeah. after an estate sale or what have you. Yeah. But not yeah. for everybody because some people believe, right? Just this is the same thing as our stuff with food. Some people believe that that there's a story there that for you to show mm -hmm. respect to grandma or great aunt so-and-so mm -hmm. that you must hold on to that stuff that that is a dis disrespectful act to get rid of mm -hmm. the story so because we don't have the story we can easily put maybe i don't know if we have a story or not but if we don't have the story maybe the people with the dumpster don't have the story and they can just mm -hmm. know that grandma's memory lives on inside and not nothing that we do with the stuff is a reflection of our connection yeah Wow. That says so much. Well, what does that say to you, Patricia? Well, that says to me, like, you're absolutely right. And when my father passed away, I said to my mom, I only wanted his sweatshirt and his blanket that he always had on the chair. And my mom's kind of like, well, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because that's not where my memories of him are. That's not where he is for me. But when Hannah would go, she would give her things from Papa, like that she didn't, you know, that, that belonged to him. And then she sees, you know, like... I thought, well, we don't need that. We don't need, we don't have a lot of room in the house for that. Prior to him passing away, he gave her her bear, like a bear that he had. He was a big Notre Dame fan. So it's a Notre Dame bear. And um, that's all she wants. Like, that's all she has. And that's, you know, when she's scared, when she's, she hugs it, like if there's a thunderstorm, she holds that, but that's all. And that's how she feels like she says she feels it's Papa in that, you know, his energy and, and spirit in that. And it doesn't need to be a lot of stuff. So then I, so then my mom, my mom started like giving things away now. Cause she said, I know you're just going to get a dumpster when I die. <laughs> but I said, no, I said, ma, the point is, I said, you can die in like 
she's like in her 70s. I'm like in 35 years, you know, like you could be 118, I don't, whatever. And I said, but what it is, is now you can say here, Maria, this is something that I would like you to have of mine. And then you could say, you can go to your house and you can say, oh, Maria, I hope you, you know, you enjoy that. Or, you know, like that kind of thing. I said, you can be alive and see her enjoy that item. Or she can come and pick out an item that maybe she would want to, mem- you know, memorialize you with. But it's the memory of we would go to her house. You know, like that to me is like, I go to my mother's house. There's a certain smell. There's a certain thing. It's it's not the stuff. It's not the stuff. And I said, it's the memory. You just hit, right? Yeah, it's the memory. We're thinking about a very neutral object in a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like there's things that of course will remind you, you know, that might bring back a, another memory where it all is, is in the memory, not the, not the item, not the item, then item is neutral. And so that's the same thing for the scale Rob. It's neutral. Mm-hmm. It's used as a scientific equation for drugs and think like, I'm sure we all want that, that equation. Right. But there, otherwise it's, it's kind of a neutral, inanimate object that has some thinking that's associated with it that gives it meaning. Mm-hmm. And so if it's thinking, you can also look in a different way. And it's not permanent and it's not necessarily true. It's thinking. That's yeah, all thought. <laughs> it all comes back to like the same thing. And I just, I get so amazed by this all the time. It's all the same. It's, it's all the same, but, but it's, I don't know if this, I just, I really want you to play with this, Rob, if you're willing, but I don't know. Every time you step on that scale, it's never about the scale. It's always about the interaction of all of that thinking that's coming forward up front to the surface, probably not even about you, probably not even serving you. It doesn't really matter, but Mm. it's just a thought storm. Mm -hmm. So how neutral can that experience be even if you get on? And I don't know what that answer is. That's something for you to play with. Sure. I'll have to, I'll have to see. But now that you mention it though, it's, it's true because usually I've seen where that number will surprise me when I don't usually care about it because there's not much going on thought wise, probably. Yeah. And I, and I guess that li- there's a literal meaning to that old story of, well, uh, weight has been lifted. Hmm. Yeah. And like you said in the beginning, Marie, I thought it was very interesting in our first session, you said like the weight will just come off. It has, it, I don't know your exact words, but it has to, Mm -hmm. it has to, because we're not so tied up in the meaning of it, of any of it, because it's not, there's really nothing. And I like that existence. I like that. There's like, nothing's personal, nothing's personal. And it's like, so nice. Like it's, I don't know. Like there's such a different feeling to that. Right. There is. Yeah. And it can look personal. And so when it looks personal, it just means there's a lot of processing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And what if that's just part of the human experience? Right. No different than what if we just all eat too much at the buffet at a party? Right. Yeah. And it's meaning like it used to be like, well, I have to eat for me. I have to mm-hmm. eat all of this because I'm not going to get it again. My mother would make certain things at Christmas. I have to eat it now because I'm not going to get it now until next year. Those cookies that she makes and lasagna, and I'm not going to get it. Aren't those funny stories? Because really what stops us from making the cookies and the lasagna on Monday? Exactly. Like nothing stops us. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing, nothing. And you can go somewhere that maybe makes something similar and enjoy it. And it's like, you know, even getting into regional foods and things like that. Like I can only eat this if I go to certain place, you know, it's like, you can Google a recipe in a second and, and make it yourself or. Yeah. So when we go back to basics and all of this is meaningful, meaningless, all the thought is meaningless. And what's really meaningful is the connection. It's us sitting, just looking at each other in this moment. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is just innocently learned and attracted and we've got some lint on us and sometimes we clean off the lint roller and then we're like "Ooh, we're lighter and then we walk through life and we get some more lint until we clean that part off again yeah it's like those balls that they throw I don't know if you remember those like they just throw these balls and they stick to you they're like yeah yeah yeah. it's like that it's like we're walking through and boom 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 and then you have to like shred you shed some of them because they're like Mm -hmm. in the way you know so it's like take them off Oh, wow. That's neat. And so we get very clear cues, all of us get very clear cues about when it's time to look at what ones we can shed. Mm-hmm. They come up for all of us 
Amazon. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, I know every time I look for a new job online, that's like, oh, I got some wind balls on here. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Right? Like yes. We all have something. Yes. If you're seeking a new relationship, well, anytime you get on that app, it's like, got some wind balls, you're swiping left and right. Yeah. Everybody will tell you, you're going to meet your right person when you, when it's time. And it does happen that way, Yeah. but you still have a habitual mind. So there's still the swipe left, swipe right thing yeah. you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We all do it. Yeah. All of us. We do it every day. That's very interesting that you bring that up because now that I'm not working, I found myself not on my phone as much because I wasn't so connected to what was outside in the Mm. world. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. Like I found myself putting my phone down a lot more than I had because it's actually frightening when I would think like how much time I would spend on my phone. I know when the log comes up and you're like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's similar to when I went to the refrigerator and it wasn't there, like whatever it was I was looking for, it wasn't in there. And it was like such a feeling, like it's such a different, like an emptiness in a good way. I'm not very articulate with words, like as far as like explaining what I'm saying, but it's just this empty feeling that you're making sense, total sense, Patricia, because when we're so caught up in thought, it's harder to see our intuition working for us, our innate wisdom working Uh working for us. Uh And when we, when we drop out of that, even just a little bit, Uh uh-huh then we notice it more. Then we have that opportunity to hear, oh, you're just going to the fridge because, you know, because you are. It's a ha- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But when you have a lot processing, is that the first thing you're hearing? No, you've got a lot of energy going through you. There's a lot processing and you just go into your habits. When we, when we shut down one of the programs or we just notice that we have a lot processing and we let, we stretch out, we relax for a second, take a deep breath, whatever comes up to us in that moment, then we have a chance of hearing, oh, I want to go inside. I want to go within. I don't want to be on my phone. I want to go look at the butterfly bush, the yeah. tree outside, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're not going to do that when we're adding more. When we're saying, oh, I'm not happy about this thing about myself. So I'm going to add more. We're going away from our wisdom in that case, because we're going to, okay, so I'm already in a thought storm. So let me add more thinking. That doesn't work for anybody I've ever met in this whole life. No. Truly for a moment, maybe it does for a moment for like two days, three days until you fall off the wagon. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our intuition is there. We're always getting that guidance. And when we can't hear it, it's not about doing more. It's about looking in a different direction and just giving yourself some compassion to go like, of course I'm in my thing that I normally do to make feel better. Of course I am. There's a lot processing. I don't need to figure out what's processing, but I can notice what if I can ask myself, what if I can let something go? What if I'm holding on to something that's not mine? Mm. What if there's a burden here that isn't mine to process? What if I've got some old thinking showing up? If you have too many sticky balls on your, the back of your shirt. <laughs> if I just need to go to bed early tonight, like literally sometimes the sticky ball is yeah. I just want to go to bed early. Like yeah. better tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That actually is a good one because I would love to do that. <laughs> and I and I don't do it enough. Mm. Oh. I usually do the opposite, which doesn't help either. Yeah. Well, that's similar to like, so you stay up late, because I know you do, and you go in and you, you know, he's working on his radio station and doing whatever he's doing with that, but that's the same thing as me, like being really tired and getting physically out of bed and going and eating cheese and crackers. It's the exact same thing. And no different than the person who's on their phone till two o'clock in the morning, scrolling through Facebook and no different than the person who goes, Hmm, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to have a glass of rosé. This is my rosé time. No different than the person who goes on Netflix and binge watches an entire season of a show until three o'clock in the morning. Mm. All the same. All the same. That's when I said that earlier, like, it's all like, I just see that like so much more clearer than that. It's all the same. It's amazing. But like, what if you did what, what if you did what that split second said, like me, bed, 
like what if do you ever get that like split second and you're like no I'm gonna go do my because I get that like I get this thought like oh I really should just go to bed and then we have wiring that says oh but the laundry's not done right Mm -hmm. right or Netflix you know let me finish that one show and then it turns into six and yeah yeah but it's like trusting that one that one second the space is that the space between space between that's exactly it that is that oh. what you described that is that is your intuition going like no Patricia go to bed yeah and then you're not thinking then we go back into being human yeah wow yeah that's incredible I might go right after this meeting to bed sounds good to me <laughs> sounds good you go you do you yeah I mean this is, <laughs> this is the playing though honestly Rob this is the like what if you actually do just go to bed and see how tomorrow, like these little pieces of like wisdom that show up, what if you just acted on them? Yeah. They are the universe probably trying to steer you the right way. And sometimes we question them. That's you. That's your wisdom. Yeah. Like Maria said, it's not even a universe. Like it's, it's you, mm-hmm. you are the universe. The whole, all of you. You're what you're looking for. <laughs> this has been very eye-opening. This has been great. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just thinking of you getting on that scale and that arbitrary number and, you know, me going to the fridge for what's not there. Mm-hmm. Nothing can satisfy. I think once you get closer into your wisdom, nothing can satisfy getting back to there nothing like i i mean for maybe a second like you said a second a couple minutes but it's just it loses its it loses its appeal well because all it's ever saying is hello pay attention to me hello <laughs> i'm telling you to go to bed <laughs> get yeah. to bed and it's usually no no i'm all right for now i'm all right for now and then 1 a.m Yep. And then you wonder, why am I dragging? I'm so tired. I got up at 8 a.m. and I had to be at work at 8 a.m. Well, that's the benefits of working home. <laughs> Roll out of bed. That's what breaks are yeah, for. Yeah, but that's like seven. <laughs> what if what if your body that night re- want, needed yeah. 10 hours and you, yep. you gypped it too? You know, You're you right. gypped it two hours. Two-hour nap is wonderful if you ever mm-hmm. get the opportunity to take one of those, you know. But two hours it makes a difference so i think it's great that we can be curious even this week and see like let's listen to that like little turn and i keep doing this like i keep kind of turning my wrist but it's kind of like a little turn like it's like a little key opening a little bit very slight and then you want to open that wisdom door Mm -hmm. and see what's inside yeah the rest of the world has paused for a second yeah Yeah, but it's quick. And I think it's quick because we've ignored it for so long. Like we've just, or we've, we've distracted for so long mm-hmm. that I think it, it's, it becomes more for me, like it's become more prevalent, you know, because I, you know, I've been like, not, not putting it off as much, not like ignoring it mm-hmm. and seeing that that's our wisdom truly mm-hmm. got the whole universe in your, <laughs> in yourself. So this has been absolutely wonderful. I feel like, I, I don't know. What do you feel like? <laughs> I've been a little bit like a yo-yo, but I'm, I'm getting there. Getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. At one point it was like, oh, I'm way up. And then oh, I'm down here and then I'm way up again. And, and that's exactly how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. It is like a yo-yo. It's the perfect description because we see a bunch of stuff. And we're like, ah, how did we not see this before? Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, it's time to see some more. And then we're like, <laughs> yep. what do you see now? Ah, I see it until the ebbs and flow of the yo-yo is just more stable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, we figure out how to maneuver the yo-yo a little bit. So it's not like such a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just smooth in and out, smooth in and out. Mm-hmm. So what you're describing, Rob, is exactly the trajectory of this. Wow. You see? I do. <laughs> you see I it. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I like that analogy. Yeah. Metaphor, I don't know. 
whatever it is. Whatever, whatever. Like I would say, like, even when I was anxious, I would say like, it's like a ball of yarn that just like you yank and then you, you know, and then one day, you know, you just keep yanking it. It's still knotted. It's still like big and knotted and a mess. And you just like, and then all of a sudden it just gets free flowing, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's like the, the yo-yo, a beautiful yo-yo. Which means yeah. that it'll always be an ebb and flow though. It's yeah. just going to be a smoother, yeah. smoother mm-hmm. trajectory. Yeah, true, true. So thank you. Yeah, I think yes. um, this has been, like I said, I keep saying it's been incredible, but, and I think our, our listeners will get so much too from this. So tell our listeners how to reach you. And um, so you can follow me at empath.ca. And then I'm really excited to, to check in with you and we'll figure out when that timing is right. And we'll check in on the yo-yo life, yes. our ordinary life yo-yo style. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> Which is human. Right? Yeah. Human. And, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been an honor, honestly, to be connected to both of you over the last four weeks. And I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say like, I I've really enjoyed this and it's going to be weird not meeting with you guys next week. And, and I can't wait to hear just what you see. Yeah. So definitely stay in touch and we'll definitely have a follow-up because I think it's important too, to, to see where, yeah, yeah, to see Mm -hmm. where we're going with this and. And to help our listeners to know that it's, it's not a, like, it's not a quick fix. It's not a quick up and down, you know, it's not quick and it, but it's, oh, but it just deepens and it gets. And it's about staying in the conversation. And so yes. that's what you guys are doing with your, for your listeners, with your listeners, keeping that conversation going. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing you can ever do for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And, um, and as, as someone who has a podcast here, we, Yes. should promote that, that yes. you have a podcast as well now. yes yes so i am so happy because patricia was my first subscriber and it came out <laughs> yesterday so it came out in august and it's called eat girl eat and it's for women to normalize food mm. about food experiences that we should eat that there is no good food bad food healthy food not you know not healthy food that we need everything we need, we need the whole array, the banana bread and the bananas. We need, mm-hmm. you know, the hamburger and this piece of chicken. So it's women who are coming on and sharing their journeys with, with food and what they've seen about their struggles with food and weight and what their journey looks like today. So just sharing real stories, because I think it's something that we need to normalize. Like there's so many people who have struggled in silence. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about what this being human experience looks like around food and just be open and honest about it. And hopefully listeners will hear something that resonates with them and opens up a little bit of insight for them. Right. So real stories. Wonderful. And I love that it's real stories. Cause I think that that is, that's the key is the real story yep. and hearing from a real human being, having a real human experience. So yeah. yeah. So good luck with all that. I'm very excited to be your first subscriber and um yeah I've been and on the show and on the show yes yes absolutely <laughs> can't wait for that and we'll we'll share that so thank you so much Maria and um we'll be in touch thank you <laughs> okay, bye bye well it took a four-part series to basically tell us that you know stop trying so hard <laughs> You know, just just let your intuition, your innate humanness, yeah, lead, be your guide. Yeah, it's beautiful to think that way, and we're conditioned so much to depend so wholly on the outside and what we're doing wrong. When if we just kind of do nothing and realize that we've got it, you know, it's amazing how life-changing doing nothing can be we're still on that yo-yo life and i guess that's normal that's the thing absolutely but i think like with this four weeks that we have done this i know for me i have noticed wait a second what are you thinking about before you actually open that fridge not you know and i did open the fridge and i still you know ate those cheese and those crackers but at the same time it was like are you doing this because you're hungry or are you doing this because you're having thoughts and sometimes the answer was i'm doing it because i'm having thoughts and that's still okay it's much less though i've noticed in the last couple weeks for me it's definitely been much less so i can't wait to hear what you experienced well i'm still on a yo-yo and sometimes i feel like Grover and the monster at the end of this book still, you know, 
when he realizes he's the actual monster. Yeah, you're going to, well, that's the thing is you're going to find days where, you know, your thoughts do get the best of you. It's also recognizing that, I guess, which is a good thing. So Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a clarification, I think. I'm proud of you. Thank you for going along this journey. It was a nice ride, and yes, Maria, it, it was fantastic. And like she mentions even on the podcast, you know, it became such a, a weekly thing for us. Like, she didn't know what she was going to do with her time after that, and, and we agreed. So we will follow up with her at some point. Yes. And you'll be part of that conversation as well. And if you'd like to reach out for Maria for uh, some some advice or, or just some informational resources. There's plenty out there. Um, she is at empath, which is M dash P A T H dot C A. And she also has a podcast as well, Patricia, right? Yes. I love her podcast. Actually, I've been listening to it. So I think she's, by the time you hear this podcast, she will actually be on number three for her podcast. And it is called eat girl eat. And you can find that wherever podcasts can be found. And if you enjoy our podcast, we would love if you would give us a rate and review. That helps other people find the podcast and hopefully get some fun and crazy antics by us. And, and whispering children and in the whispering background. And whispering children in the background. the background. Yeah. Our imperfect life. So, uh, until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Patricia. And thank you very much for joining us on Our Imperfect Life.